Hey, hey, welcome to the Unchained Sex Cast. I'm Sierra Booker, sex and intimacy coach and sex enthusiast. I'm about to make your life a lot spicier. I help people find their truths and live their desires shame free. My goal is to break the generational and cultural shame around sexuality and sex, all while helping make your sexual experiences with yourself, partner, significant other in your life, everything that you desire. I am full of resources and I am extremely straight to the point. So if you are ready for the unsugarcoated talks, I'll be covering everything under the birds and the bees, aka sex. Welcome to the Unchained Sex Cast. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Unchained Sex Cast. I'm Sierra, your host, and if there's something you haven't noticed yet with this podcast is I like to break things down into tips and steps, and I also like to do introductions and things for beginners and people who are just now getting into this type of play or just now getting into different types of kinks and things like that. So this episode is going to be beginner tips for bondage and BDSM. I know I've talked about this kink quite a bit on this podcast. They seem to be some of my top podcasts. I love taking one kink and breaking it down and just giving you steps to actually makeshift and try things at home. Get messages about first orgasms, first G-spot orgasms, you know, couples listening to my podcast together and then talking about it and talking about what they want to try and everything. And I absolutely love it. So beginner tips for bondage. I'm going to go through just a few and then what you can expect out of this episode is a few tips. And then I'm also going to tell you guys a few different positions. I'm going to try and keep this episode very basic level because I know that sometimes my basic level is not whatever everyone else's basic level is. So I'm going to try and keep this like very, very basic and very much introduction to bondage for beginners. First off, whenever it comes to bondage with partners, bondage with your husband, bondage with your wife, whatever that looks like, it's important that bondage should not be done with strangers unless there is heavy consent and pre-negotiated terms that have been talked out beforehand. This is not something you just engage with with strangers. Even if you meet someone online, you're going to have terms that are negotiated. I know I have a lot of single listeners and a lot of people who are getting back into the dating world or in the dating world right now. A lot of people will put off experimenting with bondage if you're in this world because they don't know how to approach the subject. And how do you tell someone that you've only seen a few times like, hey, I'm really interested in trying out this type of restraint system or bondage or whatever that is. Dropping some hints first to try and get the conversation going. What I always tell tell people to do is just drop some hints first. If you don't want to just come right out and be like, hey, do you want to tie me down tonight and blindfold me? Maybe next time for date night, just plan to watch an erotic movie. Maybe it's not hardcore. Maybe it's a little softcore, but it has some different sex scenes or something in it that you know about and just plan on watching it. Grab some erotic fiction or a DVD or something to watch and see what your partner thinks about the movie. You know, just planting that seed in their mind, maybe even not even talking about what they liked or whatnot. So on the dating side, you can kind of drop some hints and 
ease in before you really jump in. So especially if you've only been seeing somebody a few times, what I would do is pick out like a really erotic movie to watch together. And maybe next time for date night, you put the erotic movie on, you watch it, and then you don't have to right away. But later on that week, maybe shoot them a text and be like, hey, so what did you think about the movie we watched the other night? Do you remember when she went down on him and did this? And you can just kind of bring it up. Those are great ways to really integrate in seeing what somebody's thoughts are going to be around something if if you're a little too shy to just bring it up and just blatantly ask out loud. So dropping some hints first, especially this is for my shy people who are also kinky people because that is such a popular combo. The people who are super shy and then freaks in the sheet. Let me just say, I remember every time I would do women's events where anal toys were a popular seller that night, I would literally have one person who didn't say a word the whole time. Half the other crowd is like just wild and going nuts over all the toys and lubes and everything. And then this one girl, she would be super shy the whole night. She'd come out to shop with me and she'd buy like an anal douche, the anal trainer kit, booty ease, the silicone loop, like blow my mind. Like, oh my God, you were so quiet this whole night. And here you are, freak. Let me just say, sometimes it's hard being shy and kinky. Dropping hints and just kind of subtly introducing it is what I recommend and just easing into it. You know, maybe you have something specific. So whether you're single or you've been in a relationship or you've had a partner for a long time, there is always some types of misconceptions around bondage. A lot of people just don't actually know what it is. And when we don't know what something is, we often fear it or create a stigma around it. Bondage has definitely had a type of a reputation. Whenever you say the word bondage, a lot of people will think whips, chains, scary stuff, all the stuff Riri said. Same exact way that you can say curry to somebody and they might think super spicy. And I'm like thinking curry is like not really spicy at all. Also, when it comes to the BDSM world, bondage is kind of like the entry level. Like that's, it's kind of like, you know, your bullet vibrator to all the different types of vibrators out there. And a lot of people have actually played with bondage and not even realized it. Like if you've ever had the fuzzy pink handcuffs or if you've ever had a silky tie or something like that or a scarf or something that restrained your partner, you've already played with bondage. Just because you've tried something once doesn't mean you have to keep trying it if you don't like it. I know a lot of people are like, I tried something and I didn't like it, so I'm never trying it again. And I just want to say, I have the two to three roll try for myself personally, because the first time could have just been like user error. The second time could be, you know, maybe I want to try this or shift this. I'm going to give it one more go. And then sometimes the flat out, it's just timing, you know, like, and those three tries don't have to be like back to back to back. Like I'm just saying timing wise, sometimes that's everything. Sometimes you're not in the right mental space. Sometimes you're not in the right physical space. Sometimes you're not with the right partner. So if there's something that you've tried that you didn't like, don't give up on it. You know, maybe revisit it at a later time and see if it sparks your interest again. Bondage is definitely entry level when it comes to BDSM. So I feel like we're doing the entry level to the entry level because we're doing bondage for beginners. And the next thing that's really, really important for any type of bondage, BDSM, anything at all, of course, is the C word, consent, trust, and also 
communication. If you are not a clear or good communicator in the bedroom, someone who I would call consciously kinky is someone who is a clear communicator in the bedroom. They can communicate their desires. They can communicate what they need and they can also tell you what they don't want. That is somebody who is consciously kinky to me. So it does not matter what level you are at and where you are in this journey, your bondage journey, exploring your fantasies journey, exploring your sexuality journey, no matter where you're at, there has to be a basic understanding of consent and communication and of course building that trust and how you can how you can really establish that trust. You'll hear me say a lot of the time using the words building a safe container. And what I want you to think of whenever I say safe container is think of a ginormous glass bowl, like the biggest glass bowl that you could ever possibly think of. Maybe it's bigger than the football stadium. Maybe you went like as extreme as the US. Like think of a giant glass bowl and then think of yourself in it. I want you you to bring that glass bowl around you and bring it all the way back down, 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 down to where it's just right around you, okay? And it's just me and you. That's it. In our glass bowl, it's just me and you. No one else is here. It's just me. This is a judgment-free area. This is a safe area for you to explore, for you to ask questions, for you to be raw, for you to be authentic, for you to be gritty, for you to cry, for you to scream, for you to get pissed off. Whatever you need to feel, this is the safe space that is created right here. Whenever I say we're, we're creating a safe space for partnerships, for sex, for intimacy. Think of a very similar container, a very similar container. It's just you and your partner and you know that you can trust them with everything you have and you know that you can show them that vulnerable side of you and that you can show them what your likes are and your dislikes and your desires. That's what I want you to think of. When we're in that safe container, that is when our bodies can fully relax. They can fully surrender to what we are experiencing and it's going to take intimacy to a whole new fucking level. If you're like, oh my gosh, Sierra, you just spoke the most magical fucking words. You know, sometimes I just pull it out like that. I don't know what to say. (laughs) Sometimes I like to pull out. The concept of safety can kind of be daunting. It also comes down to making sure you have safe words and in communication that you are creating those safe boundaries. So making sure you have safe words going into any type of bondage is really important. Even if you're just doing bondage for beginners, having a word that your partner and you both know that is like, hey, done we're out, tap out, you know, like I'm out. Then creating a safe word is helping set that safe container, that glass bowl around you guys. Because whenever they're vulnerable and then they're in their moment and they're feeling everything and you've restrained them and they can't move their arms and they can't move their legs, they know that at any moment they don't like where they're at, they can say red light and you're going to untie them and let them be free. So it creates that safety. If there's no safe word, then Imagine your partner's going to be there. They're going to be tied up. They're going to be unable to move, maybe. They're tied up. They're unable to move. And they have no idea what to say to get out of this. Like, I'm done? Okay, what if you just think that it's a part of the game? Like, so perception can be differently. So clear expectations is so important. And especially for beginners, because beginners and people who are vanilla just now kind of exploring different areas, they like to plan ahead. They like to know and be able to prepare for what's what the outcome is going to be. And so setting that safe container includes building and setting a safe word. It's also setting the safe container for clear communication. 
and talking expectations. You know, what do you expect out of this? What are you wanting out of this? Making sure your partner knows like, hey, the only reason I want you to tie me up is so that you can use my feather tickler on me. Like that's the only reason. Like talking expectations ahead of time is so important. So maybe you've tried and experimented with a little bondage. Maybe you're completely new. Choosing your position is definitely something that gets asked quite often like what position do you start out in like how do you do it you know sometimes it's not even like what position it's some people just saying so how do you use this and in partnerships we feel pressured to label one person either dominant or submissive you know how many times do you talk about couples and you hear somebody say oh I wear the pants in this relationship that is the pressure of having to label yourself either a dominant or submissive and with first timers in bondage this is extremely irrelevant You do not have to have one person or the other on top or on bottom or dominant or submissive. You also have to understand there is a third category to doms and subs. You can be dominant, you can be submissive, or you can be a switch. And a switch is someone who can switch from both roles. Sometimes it's very clear who is the more dominant and leading person in the bedroom or in the relationship. And sometimes it's not. And don't feel pressure to put a label on it. Experiment. If you're like, you know, I've never really had control and he's never really had intentional control. Like we've just, we've just always just come together and it's been kind of a mutual feel. Then feel it out, feel out both roles. Maybe one night have her do the restraining and the playing. And then maybe the next time have him do the restraining and the playing. You don't have to label anything and don't feel like you have to be pushed into a certain role. There's also nothing wrong with being a switch. So positions are important. This is another thing where if you are the one wanting to introduce some bondage in the bedroom or bondage in your partnership, this is another one that I'm going to say volunteer as tribute. Be the first one to really dive on in. So if you have some handcuffs that you've been wanting to try out with your partner, then let your partner know, hey, I've got some handcuffs. Would you want to handcuff me tonight before we have sex? And volunteer as tribute. Maybe you really want him to use the handcuffs. Maybe you really want to use the handcuffs on him, but you're not sure how he's going to react volunteer is tribute first like hey and this goes for guys too you know if you're the guy who wants your partner to be more adventurous and try some new things and you're like man I would love to get my partner to try some handcuffs I would love to get my partner to try some handcuffs get the handcuffs and let your wife or your girlfriend or your partner whoever know I've got some handcuffs to try out would you want to handcuff me tonight and see what they say I guarantee if you volunteer as tribute, they're going to be so much more open to receiving it. And maybe they say no the first time, but try again later. Try again later. No does not mean forever. No just means not right now. I know we get super offended at the word no, but being in sales for 10 years, this is something that I taught my team like crazy because you can't let somebody turning you down and somebody saying no affect you in sales. It's literally like it's nothing personal. Most of the time, It is nothing absolutely personal, but no, 99% of the time means not right now. I can guarantee you that. And being in sales too, I've seen the no turnaround time, like as in no, not this hour. I'm going to say yes in two hours, like, and then no as in not today. And they say yes next week. And then I've seen people say no, not right now. And then they say yes in two years. I've literally seen that work like clockwork. No means not right now. So don't be offended when your partner says no. Our brains are literally hardwired to immediately say 
no and reject things. We have to think things through logically. We have to let our brain run its course and do its thing. So when somebody immediately says no, it's just because they haven't actually had time to really think about what they truly feel in their body and in their mind. If somebody rejects you or your partner is like, no, I'm really turned off by that or no, I don't want to do that. Give it time. Maybe approach it a little bit differently and bring it up again. You heard me mention positions earlier. I do want to make sure this episode has a few. So I'm just going to give you two. And then if you want more positions, I actually have 10 bondage positions for beginners going out on my email club. So make sure you join my email club so that you get the inside scoop on all the extras and follow my Instagram page inspired by Sierra S-I-E-R-R-A and the Unchained Sex Cast. So follow both pages. You'll get extra details on every episode, extra bonus things. This one's my favorite. So I'm only going to drop you two bondage positions just for beginners on this episode and you can find the rest in the email club. But my favorite I have to talk about is cowgirl. More importantly, reverse cowgirl. So in this bondage position, partner on bottom is going to have their arms stretched out and their legs stretched out. And this one is really good for one of the under the bed restraint systems. So both of their, all of their limbs are completely restrained. And then the partner on top can do cowgirl, reverse cowgirl. Cowgirl would be sitting on your partner facing them or reverse cowgirl would be flipping around having your ass facing them. Either way is super fun. And this can be really fun for the dominant partner to kind of play and tease and kind of bounce up and down and maybe like pull it all the way out and like right get to like right to where the tip's about to fall out and then just sit down maybe get a little light feather or a vibrator a small vibrator if you're doing reverse cowgirl you can get a small hand vibrator and maybe play with your partner's testicles this position is so much fun and of course the submissive partner can't fucking move it's fabulous it's fabulous So the second position I'm going to give you on this episode is the spooning bondage. So this one's really fun. This one is involved in a lot of fantasies. So this is where you are in the spooning position, also known as the ragdoll position. So you're going to bind your partner's arms in front of them or behind them. This can also be really hot if it's behind them. And then you can also blindfold them for a little extra kink, but the spooning position the little spoon is going to have their arms behind them. So in the two spooning positions, if you're going to do your partner's arms bound in front of them, then you can do like the true lying side by side spooning position. And if you want to put your partner's arms behind them, then this would be a great position for them to be like on a bed or something elevated and you being in a standing position, kind of getting them from the edge of the bed. So those are like two very easy positions, the spooning bondage and of course the cowgirl or reverse cowgirl bondage. Super easy to try out. You can try either one of those positions with with items you have lying around the house. Um, I will say though, having a good sturdy pair of handcuffs is a must. Under the bed restraint system is like a staple to beds. Like that should just come with every single mattress is an under the bed restraint system. That should just come with every mattress. If you're a mattress dealer, you should really take stock in that. I feel like you would definitely sell more mattresses if it came with the under the bed restraint system. 
especially for that fad that came out want, um, about building sex rooms. I think, it, was it on Netflix where um, that show came out that was all about how to build a sex room? And I help people build sex rooms for a living. Like I have. <laughs> I stock your drawers. And what I love about our under the bed restraint system is it is an instant. I just turned my room into a sex room. You can literally just have it live underneath your mattress. And then whenever you're not using it, just tuck it underneath your mattress. So none of your kids are ever going to find it. If you tuck it underneath the mattress, your kids aren't going to find it. The little hands aren't going to find it. And it can be slipped out really quickly for quick play. How fun is that too? Whenever you're having a nice hot makeout session, you back your partner up on the bed, boom, you're slipping handcuffs on them before they even realize it. Under the bed restraint system is a must. Handcuffs, good pair of handcuffs are a must in the bedroom. I hope this gave you a few ideas on how you can bring a little bondage into your life. If you're new to it, if you're a beginner, don't be scared. Don't be nervous. There's no fucking up in sex. There's only exploration. (laughs) You're going to learn what you like and what you don't like along the way. There is no failure in sex. And I tell people this, there's no failure in this. It's just exploring and it's just finding out what you like and what you don't like. This episode has the main things covered when it comes to bondage, you know, safety, consent, communication. Those are the pillars. And then after that, it is all up to your imagination. If you love this topic and you are like, Sierra, I have been wanting to explore bondage and BDSM for a while now, then message me and let's talk about coaching. This is something I work with my clients to help build. We create your ideal world. I can help you explore this area shame-free and in a safe container in our safe little glass bowl. If you've been wanting to look into this area further and you're like, but who would I ever go to and how could I even start? The answer is here. That is what I do for a living. I am a sex coach. I help people have phenomenal sex. And if bondage and kink is your thing, then you're coming to the right person because I am a high kink and this is one of my favorite areas to talk about. If you've been thinking about how to explore this area a little bit more, then let's have a conversation. Thanks for catching this episode. I'll see you on our next. For listening to the Unchained Sex Cast. For more, please follow us on Instagram under the Unchained Sex Cast or my coaching page, Inspired by Sierra. If you feel inclined, please feel free to share us with your friends. This is not a sponsored podcast, so it is by word of mouth. If you liked us, loved us, wanted to review us, please take a second and do so, and we would super appreciate it to help us organically grow. Thanks again for catching the Unchained Sex Cast. We'll see you on our next episode.